two of this actual play session of After the Maestro, a prototype role-playing game about body politic metaphors, hierarchical struggle, and the emancipation of the anatomy. If you haven't listened to the first episode, I would really recommend going back and listening to that one as we're continuing the story that we were telling there. Uh, if that's you, see you in a bit. Um, if you're joining us after listening to the first episode, welcome back. This session of After the Maestro is being hosted by Fanfare Amsterdam as part of a special edition of their TED-TED program and is supported by the exhibition Radio Awesome Manorana at the MKG Hamburg. I'm recording my part of this at the Rupert Residency in Vilnius, Lithuania. I'm joined again by Matt Kolkahoon, aka Xenogothic, author of Egress on Melancholy Morning and Mark Fisher and the Collected Final Lectures of Mark Fisher. Welcome back, Matt. Hi, nice to be here. And um, Lucy and Sean from the podcast Weird Signal. And Matt and Sean are also in the Deleuze and Guattari podcast, Buddies Without Organs. So welcome back, everybody. Hi. Hello. So again, if you're unfamiliar with what actual play is, the four of us are going to be telling a semi-improvised story using the game I've designed after the maestro to help us tell the story, uh, make that story challenging, take the narrative to unexpected places. So um, you'll be listening to us continue the game that we've been playing and, and figuring out what happens next. We still don't really have any idea where the story is going to end up. And um, just to quickly remind everyone of what's been going on so far, After the Maestro is set within the city. The city here being an anthropomorphized version of the human anatomy, where all of the body's cells are depicted as humanoid laborers. White blood cells as police, red blood cells as delivery workers, etc. You might recognize this metaphor from a series of animations from 1987's French cartoon, once Upon a Time Life, to the 2001 Farrelly Brothers' Osmosis Jones, to the anime series Cells at Work. In the story that we're continuing today, a successful emancipation has taken place within the city, meaning that the maestro, or the kind of anthropomorphized dominant organizing force of the body, has been overthrown. And we as players are taking on the roles of different systems or groups of people in the city, different anatomical components in the city, who are now trying to manage things, to run things. So I am playing as the Dock Workers of the Heart, which is now a dried up and inoperable architectural ruin. Lucy is playing as the Toxoplasma gondii, perhaps more popularly known as like the crazy cat person parasite, who in this context is this distributed group of decision-altering, recklessness-inducing propagandists. Um, Matt is playing as the Spermatozoa, uh, this young, listless workforce who kind of resent their own redundancy and, and impotence within the body. Uh, and finally, Sean is portraying the pineal gland, a shadowy group of backroom conspiracists in control of the city's sleep functions. So in the first episode, we dealt with two crises directly relating to the initial cause of our emancipation, which was the stopping and drying up of the heart after strike action. Not only did this cause the maestro to disappear and go into hiding, we think, but as you might imagine, the heart stopping and drying out also caused a cascade of other logistical problems, including the breakdown of the testes blood barrier, which was allowing spermatozoa to roam the body, and the energy crisis of the pancreas, whose citizens began to strike themselves due to their now completely intolerable working conditions. So at the end of last episode, we devised a solution to this mounting problem, which has had pretty spectacular and unexpected consequences. So in order to circumvent the traditional circulatory system of the city and keep the heart dry and inoperable and deal with the energy crisis in the pancreas, we've actually reorganized energy and resource distribution throughout the city, 
along far more metaphysical lines. So thanks to a collaboration between the heart, the spermatozoa, and the pineal gland, and the toxoplasma gondii, we've managed to scrap some of the maestro's electrosynaptic networks in the brain and redistribute them throughout the entire body into this uh, relay of, of infinite energy that um, we realized can only be organic, orgone energy. Uh, as Lucy said last episode, imagine the blue galaxy brain meme and and you're kind of there in terms of what, what the city is now running on. We didn't think this would actually work, but we made an extremely lucky roll of the dice. And yeah, now, now this energy tree of blue light is, is streaming across the city. And remarkably, things are somewhat functional again, if not stable. So that's where we're at. I want to begin again by checking in with everyone here and seeing how the systems are reacting to this this sudden transformation. Maybe Matt, we can start with you. Uh, I'm wondering what the feelings of the spermatozoa are in this moment. They've shifted their responsibilities pretty massively. They're constructing things inside of the body now. And they've been kind of pivotal in setting up the orgo network. Yeah, I think that they will, having, having before the crisis felt quite disenfranchised, I think that... Um something that they probably never even thought was possible <laughs> in, the, in the in the grand scheme of how how a body functions i mean we don't we, we don't know what our bodies can do i guess that's that's the that's the lesson at the end of the day and the spermatozoa are probably um feeling more um empowered than they ever have done in their short little lives before yeah yeah i think it's interesting to think about organic energy and its relationship to the libido and and so perhaps there's a weird sense to the spermatozoa being the ones who set up this new energy network. And and yeah, Lucy, what has the switch to orgone meant for the Toxoplasma gondii? I think also kind of at this point, part of my kind of like background, uh, like desire as well as to kind of just continue to survive in the system and maybe kind of work my way into a kind of permanent residency in the tissue as a series of cysts known as bradyzoites it turns out um that since the since the kind of like internal functioning of the body is now under a like fundamentally metaphysically different system maybe it's time that the body started kind of like manifesting this in a in a kind of like complementarily physical way which in this case is probably a lot of swellings of the lymph nodes and uh various like subdermal bruising and things sort of master plan for when this new order um takes on its final form uh but i already have a distinct impression of what that final form will resemble and it may not be as practical as the previous one great yeah uh the city is is transforming um, yeah uh yeah and i think in terms of the heart all of this is good. The whole heart is now basically surplus to the functioning of the body now. Like the people in the heart can keep it dredged and dry. They can keep uh, exploring and investigating further and further down in, into the ruins and the, the old architecture of the heart, the old halls and strange chambers. It's It's been a really positive metaphysical shift for us. And, and yeah, we're very thankful to Sean as the pineal gland. Um... <laughs> So Sean, in the last few rounds, you played a pretty strong hand, and now is the this origin point of all this organic energy that's that's powering the city. Uh, I guess the citizens of the pineal gland are in a really vital, literally vital position. They basically have control over life or death in the city. 
but they are also as Luz pointed out because of their you know the toxoplasmosis you know every kind of interaction it has with the body kind of like damages the body yet further uh because it is you know it is a dangerous parasite and so what this is all and because the the gland the, the pineal gland and the toxoplasmosis are like working so closely together there's now a lot of like really weird compromised uh thinking happening uh amongst like the new ruling the new ruling elite uh because they are like go essentially heading into crazy cat lady territory like they are like they're getting kind of risky and kind of like dangerous to be around <laughs> so I, I i think i think certain uh i think certain seeds of ruin have been sowed <laughs> well i like the idea of yeah, we can talk about it at the end of the game, but I like the idea of some mad parasite god. Yes. <laughs> ah. Okay, and we've we've already found the official song of <laughs> X and the Maestro, which is Mortis's Parasite God. Oh yeah, of course. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we've reached some sort of function within the city. I don't think it's a stable function. I don't even know if uh, the city has to consume anything anymore. Um <laughs> So I think it makes sense to go to our next crisis. And, and the third crisis always relates to the outside and the potential influences of ex external forces on the newly formed or newly transformed city. So there's a lot riding on this, this crisis. If we fail it, the whole Emancipation Project might be over. We might be discovered. We might be restored to normality. Um, as this is an issue of the external and, and Lucy, you are both representing non-human DNA in the city as the Toxoplasmagondii, and currently have control of the city's external affairs via your manipulation of the eyes, uh, I'm thinking that maybe you'd like to help uh, define and choose uh -huh. the next crisis? Oh yeah. I like the sound of Crisis 4B, the one about uh, the, so the, another I. city is approaching, like uh, a group yeah, a group of external affairs has come to you with urgent news. Another city is approaching yours. Fast. It is open communications and awaits a response. What do you want? Should the systems hide what has happened inside the city? Or try to proselytize their new politics? You might take action to interpret what the other city wants or recall on ambassadorial protocol. Uh, you might then take the action to extend communications or disengage or finally interact with them, uh, convert or evade the other city. Uh... Which sounds really fun, uh, but um, what? Are, okay, uh, who do we put up? What do we say? It sounds like we've like fa formed a fairly coherent like gang of like um, of people to sort of I don't know. It sounds like we're the ones best positioned to make that call. Um, but then again, like yeah, I guess I've got I'm privy to this information of what's approaching. Um, my. My reaction is to pass it on to you guys because, like, we're a team. Um, I've decided. Um, so we need to maybe get the mouth to say something or indicate something. But what do we what do what do we want to do? Do we want to keep it a secret that we've taken over? Do we want to pretend to be a regular guy still, or do we want to say join us in this new paradise? <laughs> 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 the <laughs> are, are we President Kennedy is the thing because if we are is it Jackie Jackie yeah is it Jackie that's come to so, oh god so for the listener um, if you haven't listened to the first episode this part in particular won't make any sense so I would really really recommend going back and, and listening to the first episode <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> the, uh, and these words will resound through the secret archives of the CIA forever. This is why they had to kill him. I, <laughs> I think it might be a bit of a redirect if we, if we change this entire thing to be about like, <laughs> I do really like it, but I just wonder how I would explain that to the people that commissioned this. Like, no, yeah, we just we just decided to reframe the whole thing to be about the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think for all of us in our hearts, this is definitely can, the Kennedy assassination. But that's our headcanon for sure. <laughs> that's yeah. the headcanon. That's the that's the esoteric <laughs> secret of this. But um, as, as that, there, there were two layers. There, you know, there were always multiple layers of interpretation of scripture, right? So, like the deepest one is this, is a psychodrama about the Kennedy assassination. But I understand that. This isn't that, that's not for the profane necessarily, you know, but we have to have we have to have an exoteric narrative as well. Uh, um, so, so we are just some like a, a person in a great deal of physical distress, yes. <laughs> just just try to <laughs> well, <laughs> well, how we are, I mean, our, our leg flailing was successful, right? Can yes. we can we attempt can we attempt an arm flail in the in the form of a wave? <laughs> I guess I guess we have to break this down into a series of first I don't know if who like who out of us would understand what this other city is like saying like how do we even read their intentions did the maestro speak to us (laughs) in human language like would we know human language because presumably we've been communicating by electrical or chemical signals to each other I would I would kind of assume no like, I think human language is probably in a part of the city that we haven't even dealt with. I don't think any of our systems would have any understanding of language. Yeah, you'll, you'll recall that the brain is now the heart, after all. Like, it is, and, and by which I mean the organ channel. So, like, um, like I, I think my, my, my instincts are that, like, considering the, incre- the increasingly, like, reckless behaviour uh, that the gland is up to because of the toxoplasmosis. Um, I th- I think like every instinct would be sort of like, oh, we want more, we want to spread this, uh, <laughs> yeah, but that isn't going to necessarily translate into knowing how to do so in a way that will not be alarming. Uh, you know, I think it is going to be, I think it's going to be chaotic and violent. Like however it goes, it is going to be, it's going to be a lurching and a flailing trying to spread the the toxoplasmosis enabled organ energy <laughs> well i just feel like we've 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 got the the pineal glands in charge we've got uh, a a newly emboldened gang of spermatozoa that certainly want to conquer other cities we've got uh, an, another cohort of of taxoplasmogondii that certainly want to find new hosts and we've flooded the whole system with organ energy um it just sounds like a a walking sort of um, Frankenstein of horniness. <laughs> to me. It, it's definitely like propulsive in many ways. <laughs> Alternate title um, or a modern Prometheus. <laughs> I I um I, can I because I, I assume that sort of like multiple people will be making actions in this right because there is a we're gonna have to make three actions yeah. Ah, yes. I'm wondering if because I've already established that you know the. Thanks to its like um, supply of a pineal line, uh, the pineal gland can physically alter, you know, the the, the structure of, of like of least of like the neural matter, and so I am kind of like wondering if like the, in order to sort of get the best grips of the situation is that that it can is the pineal gland essentially going to do 
the thing from from beyond and just like break out the skull and to be able to sort of directly receive information from the external world bypassing the literally literally opening the third eye uh i think that's gonna happen i think that's gonna i'll be okay with that being the first action that i just like literally try <laughs> yeah. to just, like break open the skull to have a look <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah i'm just wondering whether we would need any material like structural stuff to help us do that physically break open the skull yeah are we like in terms of the city oh if we frame this as the city are you releasing this beam of energy through the walls of the city or do we need to like build some kind of emitter or amplifier or place where this can happen um that's a good question i said i think it i think what would have to happen is some kind of like amplifier would have to be constructed to increase the amount of um energy that the pineal gland is 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 capable of like um processing would we send would we be sending the toxoplasma gondii over to the other city i think um i know i said like early yeah the opening moves of the game that like yes my objective is to like um transfer myself to other cities but like in my brief reading earlier in the game the two causes of like trans toxoplasma gondii transference is uh contact with infected cat feces sorry to be gross or eating uh undercooked pork which uh it can also get into so i think the closest thing is they would have to would have to persuade them to eat me in order to actually transfer it so that might be a, a bit of an ambitious uh, thing to persuade of a person who has just found us presumably on the ground <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could. We've got, we've plenty, got plenty of meat. meat. We could try we could and try and just, just get over there. Get over if, there. I mean, if you, it's up to you. The hand <laughs> in the mouth. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think about how we pass out this series of moves. So we want to essentially convert them, right? Spread the the enlightenment. Yeah, but right now we don't even know what they want. So is your idea of beaming the energy out of the skull, Sean? Is that a way of reading the situation that's to try like establish yeah to kind of like, establish a connection with their pineal gland oh uh, okay okay like... it's like a pineal gland to pineal gland connection okay i think that's what it's gonna be yeah like so and i'm imagining so because we're gonna need raw material to like build this kind of like uh transmitter receiver array and i think we have established that the pancreas isn't doing anything anymore right you know <laughs> so yeah, we just kind of circumvented it and left all those workers there so yeah. can so can we use the raw material of the pancreas to build uh a, a, a you know sort of like a transmitter receiver array uh for the pineal gland to establish contact with the pineal gland of the other city i don't see why not <laughs> yeah maybe maybe that could be something that the spermatozoa could help with I think so. I'm, I, I'm, I like I'm that we just... have appeared to put aside our differences for the greater good as well. Like, yeah, just... I just, I loved, yeah, I loved Lucy's sentiment that actually, despite us having this like outward drive, we've <laughs> found a home in this decrepit body <laughs> uh, to find to reach our final form. I think that's the perfect sentiment that this journey should like culminate in. So, yeah, no, I'm totally there for that. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of all got what. We wanted. I mean, we'll see at the end of the game. But anyway, it's like a real Wizard of Oz vibe of just accumulating emotions along the way. To... <laughs> Tin Man and whatever. Else. <laughs> I think we could probably build what we need 
between you and Matt, we could build what we need from the pancreas and then see what the other city is up for. Should I have received a, a dice at the end of the last round, by the way? Oh, yes. Everyone should have yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah, because I realised I've only got two dice now, which didn't uh, didn't look right. Okay, so I'm willing to put forward... Because um, you've got more dice than I do, Matt, so uh, I'm willing to contribute sort of like one dice if you want to put contribute two, maybe? I can I, I can also contribute as many dice as you need. I'm going to save mine for one of the other moves just to... I'm a bit worried in case what's going to yeah, happen next. So yeah, because we might not get any... And we've got three more moves to make, so it might be a bit dangerous okay, to use them all this right. time. Okay, well, yeah, I'll happily contribute two dice then. I was going to say three, but maybe it is better to... I think, yeah. So one from <laughs> me, hold, one from Lucy, and two from you. So that's four dice. So that's four D6, Matt. Uh, I think you can also probably add your skill because you are constructing something after all. So it could be five if you want it. Five rolls. It could be five rolls. Five D6, yeah. Five D6, okay, five and D6. you only delete two of your dice. Exactly. Right, great, thank you. Thanks for doing the maths, John. <laughs> okay, so the spermatozoa, again, deploying their nurse cells, I assume, uh, reconstructing the now defunct power station of the pancreas to become uh, an all-going amplifier to broadcast beyond the walls of the city. Maybe getting some of those striking workers involved uh, with the Toxoplasma gondii's help and persuasion. Let's see what happens. Okay. Is that the roll? Yeah. Oh, wow. Matt rolls another pretty close roll. We've got a one, <laughs> two twos, and two sixes. Excellent. We haven't had a failure all game. We, we just keep finding exactly the right solutions to all of our problems, it seems. Every step of the way. <laughs> Do you want um, to narrate this, Matt? Turning the pancreas into a uh, orgone en- uh, energy transmitter receiver to communicate with the other pineal gland. <laughs> it's like some maybe like subconscious buried memory that the tongue just iterates like "Let it happen, Crawford." <laughs> Hang on, let me let me just let me just organize my my uh, my various research tabs for um, <laughs> pancreas, and I want this to be at least somehow biologically <laughs> realistic, even if we're probably far past that at this point. Um, yeah. Okay. So I imagine that, there, that we we've successfully there's this flood of orgone energy into the pancreas, which actually did draw. If you can see this yellow blob next to the spermatozoa, that is apparently what pancreases look like, which does kind of look like some sort of fire. I mean, it looks like some sort of flesh gun. I don't know. It's kind of Cronenbergian um, device. So yeah, I imagine that the tail of the pancreas, loaded with orgone energy, sends out. I guess what is the signal? What is the message? Is there a, is there a message or is it just a kind of abstract drive? I think it is kind of like an intuitive connection, you know, like a telepathic link more than anything else. Not just like a sharing of thought. Pheromone, pheromones firing out of the pancreas. And I, yeah, I mean, I guess how does the, do we, I shouldn't narrate whatever happens. So that, I think, I guess that's it. What does happen? How is our signal received? We make contact if it was a success. I do like the idea of then, I had never thought of doing this before, but then generating a cohort that's outside of our city, that's that's in another city, and then finding out what, what they need. That's maybe a nicer way of figuring out what they want. Instead of figuring out the response ourselves, we can like use the game to give us a need or a couple of needs. Um, yeah, maybe we draw two need cards here and use that to figure out what this other pineal gland in the other city wants from us. Yes, I agree. 
Yeah, down with that. Okay, so cool. So I'm drawing two need cards and I'm going to put them on the table. For those at home, these cards are normally used to define things that parts of our own city are demanding from us in order for help. In this case, we're using them to work out what this part of another external city wants. So we've got two options here. One, this cohort is ambitious and wants to expand its responsibilities within the city. <laughs> Which system do they envy? Or, <laughs> or two, this cohort believes it is told too long and demands relief from their labour. I mean, they're both pretty straightforward in this case, right? Like, if the other Pinogland also wants to take over that city, that's sort of what we would be doing anyway, and that would explain why they're envious of us. They would be envious of our pineal gland. That's really straightforward. Yes. And the other one, I don't know how it fits in. I guess we'd be trying to rescue the pineal gland from being overworked in its own city, right? I mean, like, it makes sense like they're overworked because of their, like, that crotchety old maestro they've been Exactly. We're going to liberate them <laughs> oh, from true. the maestro. Yeah, yeah. And so they can, you know, convert the brain matter into the orgone battery. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So... So they want us to help. They're down for us to like... <laughs> yeah, it seems so. <laughs> Wicked. I think it will have to, like, if, as, as a herald of the new order, the toxoplasmosis does need to be introduced. So they do need to ingest part of us. Well, I mean, they're... <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I... If... <laughs> How much could... You... I suppose if they're already kind of responding positively to, like, to our signals... We proffer just the, the tenderest part of our body, maybe the inside of the arm or something, for them to bite. Well, I think we'd have to roll to see uh, yeah, if... Because yeah. I suppose we'd roll to see if we can get the arm over there. That's true, and then... And then we'd see what... Yeah. The maestro's still in charge. Their maestro's still in charge, mm, is the yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. We've got to try and get the... We've sort of got to force them to eat us somehow. <laughs> Oh god! Everything I'm just ima- every kind of like possible move I'm, I kind of it's just some kind of like horrendous like zombie film shit like video nasty type imagery. Uh, cause I guess like oh god, <laughs> I guess like no maybe we we would it would need to maybe tackle them you know like because uh, their maestro is going to be wanting to physically resist us even if their pineal gland is on. I think we'd have to probably the next thing would be to try and restrain the body or the city rather because if we currently really have a relationship with the pineal gland and the might their maestro is still there it can't really do that much the pineal gland i guess it can put the city to sleep like we did that's the only thing it can do i think like it can it can turn it can shut everything down and make it go to sleep yeah we could try and restrain the other city and incapacitate it and then we can send the toxoplasmic gondii over to them that would be mm. like the third move, possibly. In which case, I mean, I've got the whole like. So I, I, I was the originator of this information with the eye thing. So presumably, I would have having this having the trust of the eyes. I would have at my disposal some way of initiating a fight or flight reaction, and in this case, it is fight. Yeah, totally. Because you can like, yeah, because you have control over our visual cortex, right? Yeah. Well, you can just. Like like with those cucumber cat videos, <laughs> there's some genetic memory oh. that triggers the cat into alarm when they see a cucumber. Oh yeah, no, I've seen that and they think it looks like snakes. But sorry, I was also just thinking like, 
a weird turnabout from that. I've also seen like aubergine cat videos where a cat will this cat just fucking goes for an aubergine and won't let it go and like tears a chunk out of it while people are trying to tear it away from it. Um so yeah, I guess like I can roll for um trigger fight or flight reaction to attack as like genetic encoded get this guy. That sounds great to me. I think you'd have at least uh you'd get the support from the eyes, so that's one red dice, and then however many you would want to use. Okay. I think I can help too. I think I can help. Yeah. I think I probably... You know what? Ah, this makes sense. So within the ruins of the the sunken city of the heart, I think that's where we find what this ancient fight or flight response is. Ah. This trigger. Like buried down in the foundation. Yeah, I think this yeah. makes sense. Yeah, so as we established, since we switched over to the Orgo network, the heart has basically remained an archaeological dig site. And, and the citizens there have been excavating deeper and deeper down into the primal foundations of the heart. And there they find some kind of trigger image, like a cave drawing or something. It's probably not a cucumber. <laughs> it's got to be some thonic beast thing. Maybe it's like a shadowy kind of spider form. Arachnophobia is like an involuntary response, right? Yeah. So mm. I'll just start like broadcasting spiders out through the, the neural net. Yeah, so, so I think deep in the, in the foundations of the heart, we find these huge smoky cave drawings of like spider forms all with different numbers of legs and stuff and we document them and, and we send them up to you to Wonderful. feed through the eyes okay so i've got like so presumably i can only use one of my dice because otherwise i'm out uh and i'm using one from the eyes so that's two you said you were getting three so that's three uh you guys all good uh um, i could you guys throw in one, to... one i can chuck you another one i mean yeah. i think or, uh... yeah let's I mean, like, yeah, we, we don't want to... We've got one put... more move after this. Yeah. yeah. So we will need to save some dice for that. Yeah. To help the Gondi phase... get on board. Yeah. Phase three, two, five, nine. I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> I've got a three in total dice. Uh, 3d6 is rolling. Yeah. Roll. Oh, nice. Very, very <laughs> close to failing. <laughs> ah, we remain blessed. That's a six, a one, and a two. <laughs> so you were one dice away from... Total failure there. Excellent. So, <laughs> so, 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 what's happened here? Um, it must be this very momentous event. Probably everybody in the city can feel this clash, this contact with another city. What's happening? So, um, yeah, the spiders do their magic on all parts of the body. Like, we're all in disagreement about like what our function is or what even is our existence after the abandonment of the maestro, but we all understand spiders <laughs> on a fundamental level. And we completely wail on um, the city in front of us uh, with like feet and fists and head, probably, <laughs> to care not to damage our carefully laid bridge apparatus. Yeah, we've restrained the other city, and I think this must be like a sensory overload on all accounts for our city, right? Our walls are crashing together with theirs, there's noise, there's pheromones flying around, our city is completely rebalancing itself, and the Orgo network is just powering all of this kinetic energy. <laughs> um, yeah, and then finally, we're in kind of quite a good place. Um, how do we help the Toxoplasma gondii get in there and control the maestro, which which I suppose comes back to the question of like how our emancipation happened in the first place, right? Which was a combination of, of all of us. I don't know, Toxoplasma gondii was kind of like um, 
they found their function they found their like agenda in the unfolding chaos i think it's it's more kind of how do we appeal to the instinctual lust for power that presumably given the what we've already seen is universal to all pineal glands i suppose the question is maybe like do we try and do we make it a political move where we go in and like try and persuade the systems of that city to like follow what we do and kind of willingly take on our improvements so to speak or do we just try and trigger some involuntary response which just uh lets the pineal gland take control automatically i think I think bearing in mind the level of recklessness that is going on now at all levels because of the toxoplasmosis, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think this is gonna be a matter of politics, you know, because <laughs> we do already have a telepathic link established through the pancreas between the two pineal glands. So, I I, I think that we with like them physically restrained. I think you know like the level of proximity between the two cities now is that you know the the other city's pineal gland understands the time is right to go to sleep to shut everything down including the maestro so it just everything just switches you know to automatic function right which is the first first step in you know establishing the new the new order i mean some, that makes yeah. sense <laughs> so so yeah do we send over the gondii do we send over do we materially send things over? I think we do. I think I think both. I think yeah. both. I think I think they have to be asleep to receive the Gondi eye somehow, you know. Does no one want to say it because it's gonna to be too gross that we have to put some sort of fluid in their mouth or like transfer <laughs> some part of ourselves? Yeah. Like maybe some collective representatives of the the motile parts of our ensemble. Yes. Yes, I yeah, think it um... is going to be some kind of like puking into their mouth you know like i think i think it's like what what if it's like a sneeze yeah like a sneeze oh that's much less disgusting yes (laughs) is there some sort of like pineal the pineal gland can have some like because i guess if the pineal glands like got some sort of control over the well no we've got something with the eyes right so the photoreceptors having having that relationship with Mm. the yeah so we've got like there's there's a whole connection with the sinuses going on there um so maybe if we can like trick the eyes into like i don't know freaking out they can trigger the nose to send forth some um, I think you're gonna minions say like a, t- a single teardrop <laughs> <laughs> that would be well you know, know that's the way like if you, if you look into the light um a, fo- it, a, a photoreceptive reaction you can make yeah, the sneeze yeah. yes yeah so, <laughs> so remember we, we make the eyes look towards a light bulb or the sun and trigger <laughs> trigger a sneeze yes to, um, yes, to we yes we do yes we do okay well <laughs> Uh, I'll wield my influence over the eye to make that happen. Amazing. Who's getting on the sneeze um, <laughs> boat thing? Uh, are we all going? Yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we are. Okay. Yes, yeah. we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Some Gondi ice and spur <laughs> and all the rest of it. fucking sneeze. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we have heart tissue, some spermatozoa, some brain tissue. Okay, yeah. So I think it... It makes sense that if the citizens of the heart are going along too, we can use some of the boats and um, distribution equipment from the dried out circulatory system to like load up and travel in the sneeze. Because uh, the people in the heart really don't need them anymore. We can form this like flotilla out of them. 
And who wants to... This almost feels like, again, this is a Gondii role, right? I think this is everyone. I think this is the whole party. Like, Yeah. Okay, so, like, we collectively put in our... Well, actually, I need to get rid of one of my dice there because I've already used yeah, it. So, so, right, so I have... So... I'm willing to put my two, my two last uh, dice before my function dice in. Yeah. Okay, all right. So you're literally going to just, like, spirit bomb me, like... You guys don't know Dragon Ball Z? Um, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like Goku's spirit bomb, where he just like kind of like his wild card is just to get the entire population of the world to just lend them. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm kind of. <laughs> I guess I was imagining them like um, this motley group of of different citizens from all the, all our different systems, all suited up like in Armageddon or something, and and they're anxiously <laughs> waiting in in the nose together to board all these little ships, and they can see. The walls of the other city, massive and waiting below them in these huge uh, voids of the nostrils. Uh, yeah, something Excellent. like that. Okay, so so in terms of numbers, am I involving a dice from the eye again? Because it's like eye triggering the sneeze or... Yeah, I would say yes, that makes sense to me. Okay, so, so between me and the eye, I have two. Sean's given me two, so that's four. Dragon, that sounds like it. I've given you one. Five. Two for me, two. This is a, this is a steamrolling roll. <laughs> well, it's gonna, we're gonna be sneezing a lot on this unconscious person. So, so that's seven in wow. total. Yeah. All right, rolling. Oh, so oh my god, look at that roll. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> for the for Damn. the listener, we have one one two 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 five. So we are one dice away from completely failing this roll. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank God we've had all those dice into That's it. amazing. So, yeah. our luck is starting to dwindle. That's fantastic. That's amazing. So, I guess, um, so the citizens all get aboard their boats and get shot over into the mouth of the other city. Given the huge margin of error here, it's a remarkably slick operation. We, we go straight in. Um, yeah, what do we, what do we think happens to the other city now we've, successfully sneezed into them i'm just like yeah i imagine just like the final lines of jg ballard's high rise like just hearing like oh like the lights have gone out like uh langdon is waiting to kind of welcome them to this new world um it's that kind of feeling it's a kind of apocalyptic joy to the sneeze suppose that they what do they say about sneezes like having this certain orgasmic quality that we have oh, just like yeah. unleashed this great orgone orgone explosion from the face into the face of another being. Um, I, I dare think all of the sort of the the, the the chemical cocktail they are receiving from us, but I wouldn't. Well, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what impact that has on the. Uh, do they do they suffer a similar sort of emancipation as we've done, or is or are we sort of then? I guess it's the, the there's a new, there's a new struggle for power beginning in this new host. Well, I suppose we um we we were gonna help their pineal gland achieve a similar uh, overthrow, right? Uh, yeah, but I guess it's that it's that uh, that's that, that that the overthrow on our side's only been welcomed by this initial sort of um sort of cataclysm, right? There the, the, was the heart stopping that gave us the opportunity. I wonder what. The the, the 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 space for the sequel is 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 how they managed to, um, if not just persuade the pineal gland outright, 
if they have to first, you know, cause some sort of cataclysm first before they can try and uh, get the get the rest of the body on side. I think the toxoplasmosis is gonna it's gonna be kind of like a long march with the toxoplasmosis of sort of like spreading, you know, cadres throughout the city, uh, waiting and, and establishing like whatever whatever is the best sort of like um, uh, emancipatory direction, the best vector that needs to be taken for this particular. Uh, in this particular city, to overthrow the maestro and empower the pineal gland to to and turn the brain into an orgone battery. Yeah, yeah, we succeeded with no failures or complications. This is like a, the most successful version of this game I've ever actually run. It's bizarre. <laughs> the stars aligned for us. Wonderful. Yes. For the listeners at home, Sean is making repeated pyramid shapes with his fingers on his forehead. <laughs> In triumph. <laughs> okay, so so yeah, we managed to resolve the third and final crisis of the game. We we've managed to create some kind of uh, extremely unexpected but seemingly functioning system within our own city. Things are functioning. People can travel. Energy is being provided. Uh, it's not even clear if whether we eat or excrete anything anymore to keep going. Uh, and we've now proven that we're not only capable of dealing with external threats to our city and our new order our new transformation but we can even spread our our new message and our our new organization to others trust is pretty high Uh, this is a pretty good ending for the game congratulations um so now we'll move into the kind of end game phase of the game which is zooming out a bit and answering a series of questions about what we think might happen to the city next so looking at our overall trust score, it's five, which is positive. It's not extremely high, but it's enough to indicate that uh, the city will keep um, functioning as, as a whole. But while between the four of us, we kind of ended up with a set of common goals in the end, we did kind of ignore or circumvent a lot of the rest of the city. Like we repurposed the pancreas into a new function rather than listen to its striking workers. Uh, we relied on a lot of automatic or like triggered bodily responses to deal with things rather than reach out to those groups of people politically and asking them for help. That indicates to me like we definitely didn't want to distribute power. It was a very like nudge theory form of governance, right? I don't know how I feel about that. Okay, so so looking at these closing questions, maybe we can answer these together. The first question is, where does the balance of power lie? within the city is it likely to stay this way i think the way i mean this panned out like the balance of power is kind of uh seems to be responsive to our own kind of inclinations and power usually would mean sort of stability but our power demonstrably resides in instability or a continuous like perpetual state of instability or revolution if you will so but I think, like, yeah, the key players, like, are, yeah, I, I think the the, the quadrum, <laughs> what we, what did you call it? Like, quadravite. Quadravite. Was that referring to the pineal gland committee or all of us? All of us. Okay, yeah, I think, like, the power of the quadravite has, together, we've not only supplanted the maestro, but, like, comp- compensated for every function that they have. I agree, yeah. Uh, I, I very much, I very much think so that we have established, you know, a new, a new continuum. Yeah. <laughs> Against all the odds, it must be said. Yeah. Who would have thought about the, that you would have this um, <laughs> this, this cross-party alliance? <laughs> yeah. This... Yeah, it's true, because we all started, or at least 
Sean and Matt started in fairly sort of antagonistic positions and then it seems like the overall needs of the city and, and of our own survival kind of overrode those motivations to an extent. Um, yeah, okay, next question. Which system came closest to achieving its desires? So that's like going back to your system sheet where you kind of wrote down what your systems wanted out of out of the emancipation. This is quite an interesting question. I can speak speaking for the heart or from the heart. I um I think that the heart and its in its pursuit for knowledge did actually do quite well. We learned a lot. We definitely discovered a lot of like yeah, a lot of information that and maybe even gained an understanding of what the heart was in a previous period, a previous iteration. And yeah, when we transitioned to the foregoing energy system, I think the the citizens of the heart also shifted very quickly from being these productive laborers into something far more esoteric and reflective. Their duties have been relieved and they're kind of free to explore this seemingly deep, seemingly infinite um, series of ruins that go down and down in the old area of the heart. What does everyone else feel about the, their systems and what they were aiming for? Sort of archivist. My um, my system was always kind of a chancer, so like it's just glad that, <laughs> glad that there's consistency. I think that the spermatozoa have reached heights they never thought they possibly could. <laughs> I guess they've done they've done they've they've kind of fulfilled their role as they would otherwise in like colonizing a a, a new city, but I don't think they'd ever think about. Um, achieving that goal in the way that they have and uh, certainly through the nose rather than somewhere else. <laughs> We've just like repl- changed how our species proliferates itself permanently. Yeah. And I suppose using yeah. this method of sort of cellular transmission where we have this organic telepathic link between our city and any other city that we can uh, in- infect, let's say, there's perhaps some potential for a sustained kinship between these spermatozoa wherever it is that they spread out and, and propagate which which they wouldn't have had before right yeah it's not it's not reproductive it's something a bit more um i was gonna say communal but <laughs> it's like a different it's a different mode of proliferation that i would imagine they would have never have that wasn't certainly wasn't written into their sort of code of conduct as it were but they've kind of yeah in in sort of it all comes down to the breaking of that blood testes barrier. Had that not have disintegrated, they'd probably have never have left the testes, and um, and uh, and it's given them a whole new lease of life. The uh, all the pineal gland wanted was was authority, and although it has that ended up in a situation where there is kind of like an equilibrium established between like the four systems as like the co-rulers. Uh, the quadrarchy of the uh, new of the new um, city, but at the same time, you know, it has like done what it wants to do. It like centralizing an enormous amount of authority in its hands because it is, you know, the, the source of um, all circulation now, and demonstrating that it can establish connections with other pineal glands external to uh, the, to to the city. So, I think the pineal gland is quite happy. It might not want, might not be entirely happy. It isn't the total permanent center of all authority and does have like a, a sharing between different systems to manage things but it, it certainly has placed itself like very very close to the top of the pyramid toxoplasmos is just glad to feel valued <laughs> <laughs> i suppose that you're like you are enabling so much reckless behavior this is almost like a contagion of recklessness if we understand our city as a model that can be replicated you are sort of fundamental to that replication because it's kind of like driving everyone's instincts to 
keep things going. Um, so actually, this leads on very nicely to the next question, which I think should be easy to answer, which is some cities multiply. Would our city ever be able to reproduce its configuration? I feel like this is fairly self-explanatory, seeing as we just like just did. ported ourselves into the nearest city and <laughs> tried to convert it. <laughs> well, it's like it's a that's the whole that's the sequel that's a whole other story. But like I think I like to think yes hypothetically, but I like to whether like that was actually a success in the mystery. If this was you know like the way I see it, if this was a film. That would just be it. That would be the final frame. It's just the, the sneeze. Maybe it cuts to black and we just hear the resounding sneeze. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of setting up some kind of um, moon colony or like, yeah, I suppose it's interesting. I suppose we 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 are still in contact with them because we have the, the pineal gland to pineal gland beam. But that's an interesting question, actually. Would this be an independent city or are we now sort of collectively um, running things? Like how autonomous will this other city be? I guess that's what we'd find out in... In series two, yeah. <laughs> stay tuned. In the sequel, yeah. which is just human extinction, because we've just like let's like, not yeah, kid this ourselves. Isn't, this isn't this isn't reproduction more. This is like invasion of the body snatchers. That's basically where we're ending up. But like, with a but like crazy kind of, cat lady vibe. But just to zoom out a second, like invasion of the body snatchers, they had a plan and they were coordinated. This is just invasion of the flails around for like half an hour and probably dies uh, if it doesn't sneeze into someone else's face in that time. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> well, this takes us beautifully onto the next question, which is: uh, All cities eventually crumble. What will happen to us? <laughs> Subject to um, several decades of frenzied conspiracy. <laughs> I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be all going overheating. You know, the body isn't designed. To, to like cope with so much energy running through it i am imagining sort of like what this looks like is you know just like blue light shining out of like all the orifices of the heads because you know this is where the organs coming in and it just like, smoke slowly starting to sort of like rise from it as it incinerates itself all, all, the, all of the life energy running through it i was gonna say that which makes sense for our sort of decrepit whatever this, this the shutdown city that we initially took flight in but I imagine that that for for anyone that we sort of go forth and colonize afterwards, that would definitely um, there'd have to be some sort of not only a convincing of other systems, but also a kind of a, a managed shutdown of uh, the the current regime, um, so that our energy sources could take over. Yeah, I like the idea that like we kind of just eventually have to discard the structural material elements of the city and just find a new vessel to move into. I think that'd be quite important for at least the Gondii and maybe the Spermatozoa. I think the heart would probably stay. And yeah, and last question, which sounds like a yes. <laughs> sounds like a yes to me. Will our city have a reputation beyond its walls? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Patient zero. Yeah. Yes, yes, hard yes. <laughs> hard yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hard yes. Well, um, okay, so maybe we can we can make a close to this story. So if we zoom back in onto the moments after the sneeze, I like the idea of ending on a moment of ambiguity. But within the city, things are still chaotic. It's pulsing with organic energy it's coursing with excitement as we've just managed to make contact with this other city so to zoom in on the citizens of the heart 
the skies over the dried out heart buildings are blue now. We see more and more of the boats and machinery that used to carry things around the city being dismantled and turned into digging and excavation and dredging equipment. And the camera, we can imagine a camera moving downwards into these ruins and then down into ever, ever deeper holes and excavation sites as the people of the heart keep discovering and pulling out with their machinery increasingly strange and ancient images and, and artifacts. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, I guess I'm, I could sort of take up some role as like official mouthpiece of the newly formed state religion. Because um, I feel there's a kind of, there's an opening for that now. Um, or indeed a need. Uh, I think that in the Paneogaland's council chambers, I think so no, we never actually established what, where the maestro went. And I think they have him in a, like a cage or something. I think they are like <laughs> doing something like weird occulty dance around him. Uh, their third eye is ablaze. Uh, and just sort of like absolutely just like rejoicing in his like despair and misery at what's be what was become of the city under the new order. Yeah, I suppose the the spermatozoa of uh, yeah, they're just uh, they're they're uh, embracing their new lease on life and their their new um, uh, freedom, I suppose, to to and their new sense of purpose. Good, they're not hanging out in the basements anymore. No, yeah, they have they have they have they have they have gone overground, <laughs> and they are loving life. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Live, laugh, love, spray painted on the basement. <laughs> well, that was a session of After the Maestro. This was a really wild one, really fun. Thanks for playing. It was a great afternoon. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, and thank you, the listener, for, for staying with us. So before I narrate us out, I'm going to thank our guests. So thank you to Matt Colcahoon. If people want to find you, Matt, how can they do that? Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, at Xenogothic on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, on xenogothic.com for all writing and blogs and things like that. And thank you to Lucy and Sean. Um, yeah, if people want to look into Weird Signal, where should they go? Uh, so that's at Weird Signal Pod, uh, all one word on Twitter, or uh, Weird Signal on SoundCloud, or through basically any podcasting app except Spotify. And you should also check out the Buddies Without Organs podcast. You can find that on buddieswithout.org, which is a great URL. Um, if you've been listening to this and you would like to know more about the After the Maestro game or even try playing it, I've been Tom K. Kemp. You can look me up at tomkkemp.com or go to at After the Maestro on Twitter, where I've got an account set up just for this project. And then a big thanks to Rupert Residency in Vilnius, where I've been recording and editing this podcast. Thank you to Fanfare and their Tete Tete program in Amsterdam and Radio Osumanarana in MKG Hamburg for hosting these episodes. Thank you to Percival Pembroke for providing the music. You can find them on Bandcamp if you look for Percival Pembroke. And thanks to the Stimularings Fonds for supporting the development of the After the Maestro project. And finally, the sun is setting again on, on these two cities now, temporarily entangled. But the lights do not go down. It isn't dark. A blue tree of all good energy traces across the skyline of our city. And as citizens of the heart, the Toxoplasma gondii, the pineal gland, and the spermatozoa, 
wait excitedly for any message from their compatriots on the flotilla aboard the other city. We bid goodbye to our metaphysical, parasitic new order. And we say goodbye to you, the listener. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.